Welcome to the Patterns of Truth podcast, the place for casual discussion of biblical principles and difficult questions that face the Christian believer. We believe that the Bible can speak to today's issues, giving us the wisdom and the courage we need for our lives. We are so glad that you are joining us, and you can always find us at patternsoftruth.org. Welcome. My name is Peter Cadiz, and joining me today, I have Roy Tuzo and Brian Warren. Roy, could you introduce yourself and then Brian after you? Hello. Uh, my name is Roy Tuzo, and I'm contributing to this podcast. Where do you live, Roy? Uh, we live in uh, Oregon. And what's, uh, your, what's your favorite hobby? Um, I don't know that I have a hobby. <laughs> I thought astronomy is a hobby for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know when he last did it. (laughs) Busy working on patterns of truth. (laughs) Hobby, what's that? How about you, Brian? Introduce yourself. Sure. Um, My name is Brian Warren, and I love to teach the scriptures. I am a husband, a lucky husband of Jennifer Warren, and a father of six children. And uh, I'm just excited to be here. Uh, I deeply love um, God's Word, and I enjoy history. So that's kind of where I go. Um, That's how I like to look at the scriptures. And I I guess uh, for a hobby, I love to garden. So very cool. There's a little bit of information. Yeah, I have a garden, but it needs your help, I think. (laughs) I'm sure you're better than me. Well, our topic for today is what does it take to find truth? What does it take to find truth? So my first question for both of you before we start is, you know, a lot of people don't believe that truth exists. Is this question relevant? Um, Does truth exist? Yeah, this has sort of been a philosophical question for a long time, and it's come to the forefront recently with what's called the postmodern thinking, but we really don't function that way. No one goes to the pharmacy, for example, and questions the uh, label on the bottle uh, or the recommendations of how frequently to take uh, the, the pills. Um, we don't question whether or not the red light in the middle of the street means stop or go. So in a practical way, we all believe that certain things are true Mm. and we simply function that way. In fact, if you carry out the philosophy in practical life, you soon wind up in a very dark place uh, one way or the other. Very true. You want to add anything, Brian? Um, you know, I perhaps just to put what he said in other words, I remember a time when I was 13 and someone first um, described this to me. And I remember as a 13-year-old going, are they, are they kidding me? Are, are they kidding me? Like the, the um, statement is so impractical that it doesn't, it doesn't warrant a full podcast. Let's put it that way. Because the reality is that we can't live this way. No one would step in front of a moving vehicle and say, you don't exist. And uh, it's the ultimate delusion that we are God and we can make reality what we want it to be. And so often when people are saying this, they're saying it 
as a basis to be able to justify their behavior, but then that provides no basis to be able to actually justify their behavior because mm. there's no means to justify anything if there is no standard. So, you know, we can spend time talking about whether there's objective truth or not, but the reality is we all need to live according to truth. So I think that, uh, I think but much of what Roy said there is enough for the topic. Yeah, but might like make one other comment, and that is the self- statement itself is self-contradictory. And this is something we'll run into um, probably again as we go through this uh, subject. Uh, there are statements which simply refute themselves. For example, if you say, well, truth really doesn't exist in an objective way, then you can simply ask the question, is that statement true? Well, there's no answer to that question if you've adopted the philosophy that truth is relative. So there are a lot of things that, um, that people will say which are just incoherent. Yeah. And, you know, I think that if I could jump in here for a minute, one of the reasons why people uh, get confused about this is that um, we have objective truth, but we also interact with knowledge that is, in a sense, um, relative, that is, in a sense, mm, subjective. Exactly. Mm. There are some things that are subjective according to the subject. So, for instance, you know, um, uh, whether we call a table a table or a mesa is going to depend upon the speaker and their language. Well, which one is true? Well, it, it's really according to the subject. So, when we get into language, when we get into um, perspective, then yes, you, you can talk about relative and subjective truth. But the thing that has to be understood is that subjective truth doesn't exist without there actually being an object to describe. We can't call something mesa or table if there is no table to begin with. So I think people have difficulty they haven't thought through the whole issue and then they kind of say well you know there are some things that are relative so maybe all language maybe all knowledge that is is relative that's just not the case yeah i think this sums it up and i I want to move on but just just to continue on what brian was saying um often we say okay these are objective truth but is there a place for relevant truth? Uh, or when, when you say, okay, this is your truth and this is my truth, uh, because they're not, not everything is the same, right? Some things are very straightforward, black and white, and mm-hmm. a lot of things are gray. So uh, are there places for uh, relevant truth? Are you meaning relative truth? Uh, yes, re- relative truth. Yep, I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. Yeah. I think we clearly can describe things which are relative to other things. I mean, that's the whole purpose or foundation of discernment. Um, Brian is taller than I am. So um, I think it's a very big discussion is to discern between or describe um, in any basic way what, what relative truth is. I'm kind of uncomfortable with even using those terminologies because 
when you're talking about truth, you're normally talking about something objective. And when you're talking about relative things, you're talking about discriminating uh, between hmm. things or among yeah. things. So um, yeah. I, think, I think part of the problem is a semantic problem. Yeah. And, and we don't want to get too philosophical. Uh, but again, when how people say things really matters. And so in the sense of, of perspective, there is such a thing as perspective. But that doesn't mean that it is that the person's perspective describes the whole nature of a quality. And so when we're speaking about truth, we are talking about something that does not change, that is um, established and verifiable. But the perspective we have on it may change according to our age. It may change according to things that happen to us. The problem happens hmm. the 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 issue is confounded when people take a perspective and say everyone has different perspectives therefore there is no object which makes no sense you actually can't have a perspective without having an object to view from that perspective and this is where we get into ideas of relativism um so these are you know these are the issues involved very good Roy, you want to add anything else? Well, uh, we're going to be looking at this from a Christian perspective, so maybe a, mm. a next statement to carry us forward would be to remind ourselves that the Lord Jesus himself said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Now, it's certainly interesting to dissect that statement and to examine uh, what is meant by it, at least in some measure, but... I think we can say, at least on the surface and as a starting point, that uh, truth subsists by or in the Son of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, um, uh, moving to the next question. So what do you mean with what does it take to find truth? What does this yeah. statement mean? Yeah. yeah, you know, I was reading from Luke chapter 9 this morning. And in Luke chapter 9, there is a verse, I'll just pull it up, that I think we, we tend to skip past the scruples and the difficulties that the disciples had, the disciples of the Lord Jesus. And it's interesting that in Luke chapter 9, we find that the Lord Jesus has something very straightforward to say to them. He says to them, I'm going to paraphrase it. Let this word sink in your ears. The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. And then it says in Luke 9 that they didn't understand the saying, and it was hidden from them, and then they chose not to ask him to explain it. Three things, right? They didn't understand what he said, it was hidden from them, and then they decided not to pursue it. And so they didn't understand something that he had been repeatedly telling them that he was going to be crucified. And they were surprised and they were unprepared for what happened. And we're very much that way when it comes to truth. We uh, naturally have a tendency to listen to the things we want to hear and to tune out the things that we don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. And that makes life very difficult. We, we want we want truth to be subjective. We want it to be what appeals to us. 
And so when we're talking about what does it take to find truth, we're really trying to remind people that, hey, this takes work. It takes daily difficult work um, to actually know what is true and to live accordingly. I, I totally agree. Um, uh, Roy, you have anything else to add to, to this question? Uh, not to that. I think Brian did a good, good uh, job. I think we need to maybe emphasize the point that we, uh, we remember uh, what we uh, want to remember. We hear what we want to hear. In fact, there's even a formal name for this. It's called confirmation bias. Mm. Um, so uh, it's, it's a well-known psychological uh, phenomena and a ph philosophical fallacy. So we, uh, we need to be very careful that we listen carefully uh, to what is being presented. And in fact, we're told about uh, despise not prophecies uh, that's in Thessalonians. Uh, despise not prophecies and uh, test everything. Hold fast what is good. Mm. Uh, so uh, that's for Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21. I think that's a very key verse in uh, keeping ourselves listening, listening carefully and discerning so that we learn to identify what's true and, uh, and what's not true. Mm. So, so this is a, a Christian podcast, of course, and uh, uh, we rely on the Bible. Um, and we, we believe, we firmly believe that the Bible has the truth because it's the word of God. So can I say, if I have the Bible, so I'm good, right? Yeah. I have the truth. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts about uh, about this? It, that's a good start, but that's certainly not the place to, to uh, end at. Mm. And that's a common misconception. Believers think, well, I've got a Bible, so I've got the truth. And uh, we need to understand that like we saw in Luke chapter 9, the disciples were right there with the Lord Jesus. He literally looked at them eye to eye mm. and said, was right there. this is yeah. really, really important. Hey, hey, listen, listen, pay attention. You don't want to miss this. And they missed it, mm. you know? And, and I, I think about what he told them. He gave them one sentence. The son of man is about to be betrayed into the hands of sinners, right? One little sentence and they missed it. And so um, it's not a life insurance policy or direct deposit. We, got, we have, you know, we go to the bank, we set up direct deposit and our paycheck just shows up. It doesn't work that way with the Bible, but a lot of Christians get into that type of thinking where, well, I've got the Bible, so of course I'm going to know what's true. I'm going to church, so of course I'm going to know what's true. I read the Bible every day, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I read my chapter every day, so I'm good, right? Well, not really. Um, it's, and I, I know that that's kind of unsettling, but we need to understand that one of the things that the Lord Jesus said to Bible scholars, the Pharisees, right? He said to them repeatedly, haven't you read? Have you not read? And he says this throughout the New Testament. Haven't you read about when God made them male and female? Haven't you read where Isaiah says the stone which the builders rejected? He repeatedly points to the fact that, hey, you studied this, right? You should understand what's going on here. Mm, right. And Paul says the same thing. He actually says it to committed Christians 
committed Christians in, in the assemblies in Rome, to the assemblies in, in Corinth. He says to them, don't you know? Do you not know? Right? He says this in, um, for instance, Romans chapter 6. And he says this to the Galatians as well. Aren't you aware? Don't you know? Haven't you been reading? And so we can read the scriptures and know it well, and yet miss the truth mm. because of um, an unwillingness to address certain issues in our heart, in our lives. Yeah. So having the Bible by itself is not enough. It requires hard, hard work um, to know the truth. But now you're scaring me. How, how, what are the next steps to reach this point to know the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, Go ahead, Roy. Uh, well, one of the important things is motivation. It's mm. a very, very important verse in John again. John says a lot about truth and light. And I think light and truth go very closely together. Uh, we might say that light uh, is an illustration of truth. But the verse I'm thinking of is John 7, 17. If anyone's will or desire is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking mm. on my own authority. And uh, this is the Lord himself telling us that we have to desire to do God's will, or we're going to be blind to it. And this is really the case which, with the disciples in the, in the situation Brian was talking about. They had their mind set on the glory of glorious kingdom coming in. And in fact, at one point, they were even talking about sitting on his right hand and left hand in the kingdom. Well, th that was not the time. They had the right, the, the right desire, but it was out of step with what needed to be done at the time. Mm. So we can, we can misplace truth. Our desire has to be to do God's will fundamentally. And then the Spirit of God can guide us into the right application of truth. There's mm. another important verse in uh, Timothy. Mm. The Apostle Paul tells Timothy uh, to rightly divide or discern the Word of God. So, uh, and that, by the way, reminds me also of the verse in Isaiah, where uh, uh, Jehovah is, or Isaiah speaking, says uh, that Scripture is, the Word of the Lord uh, will be precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Now, of course, that's a judgment, and uh, he goes on to say that they will... Uh, fall backward and be broken and snared. Well, the point is that Scripture needs to be discerned as to its proper place. Someone has said that uh, some of the worst error is misplaced truth. The truth mm -hmm. that we derive from Scripture needs to be connected with uh, the right uh, context. Mm -hmm. So, truth is um, requires hard work. Uh, truth requires motivation uh, and truth we, we truly cannot do it by ourselves we need the Lord's help yeah. to reach to, to get to yeah. the truth yeah I'd like to read from Isaiah, not Isaiah from 1 Corinthians 1 4 you know anyone who's read the letter to the Corinthians knows that they had a lot to go through and they were making a lot of mistakes and I think part of the reason a big reason why we don't um, pursue truth is we're afraid. We're mm. afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid we're not going to understand it anyway. Uh, we say, hey, there's no point. And uh, the good news is that God is more committed to us knowing the truth than we are. 
He's more committed to forming righteousness in us than we are. And he can give us the confidence and the strength and the wisdom we need. And so when Paul is starting this letter, which has a lot of issues that he has to address, he actually says this in 1 Corinthians 1.4. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you, for you, Corinthians, because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on. There's a lot more to say in those verses. But the key thing is, is the New Testament repeatedly shows us that we have the Spirit of God in us. And we also have God's Holy Word. And God is ready to teach us. However, you can't teach someone who will not be taught. So having a heart that says, I desire to learn. I am ready to learn. Even though it scares me, even though it makes me uncomfortable, I'm ready, Lord. That's the starting point. But mm-hmm. that's a moment-by-moment battle, right? A moment-by-moment Absolutely. battle. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a, a great discussion, uh, introduction about truth and how to find truth. Any last thing you guys want to talk about before we end? You know, I think the one thing I'd like to say is that it's a process. We're not going to have it all figured out. We're not meant to have it all figured out. Mm. He's our savior. He's our redeemer. We should not be frustrated and upset that we don't know the truth. Exactly. And so as disciples, it's to be expected that we're going to make mistakes, that we're going to not know what to do. And our role is merely to be honest and humble to learn from the teacher. How about you, We have a good word uh, from the Lord that he gave to his disciples when he was uh, uh, preparing, really preparing them for his uh, going to the cross. He said in John 14, 26, but the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all Mm. that I have said to you. So the Lord himself is just reinforcing what Brian just said. God wants us to understand him and to understand his ways because he uh, is a loving God and has worked out all things for our blessing. So he has sent the Spirit, and I think we sometimes don't realize how important that is. Uh, we compare um, ourselves to the disciples. Uh, they made a lot of mistakes, and we make some mistakes too. But what we do understand is by virtue of the Spirit of God, whom God sent to us to mm-hmm. teach us all things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. So before we end, uh, we have a beautiful website with great articles. So I want to just allow uh, just a few minutes if you have any related posts that are posted on the website that would be a good uh, reference for our audience if they want to read more about truth or anything related to this topic. Yeah. Um, So I have a post that is titled The Glory of Kings that talks about 
the pursuit of truth as shown through Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. You talk mm. about a man who didn't know anything about God, and yet he was given an opportunity and he pursued it. So that post is called the Glory of Kings. But we also have, uh, there's also a series of posts that deal with the pursuit of truth. Um, one series is known as Why We Succumb to Misinformation. And it's talking about how, how is it that we are so willing to give in to falsehood and there's another series known as Escape from Error, which is how do we keep ourselves from falling into falsehood? How do we find truth and set aside falsehood? So those are three possible places that people could begin with. Perfect. Um, and I want to also put a plug in too. If you have any question or something that uh, you'd like us to discuss, please send it on the website, patternsoftruth.org. Uh, you can send your question there and we take them seriously. Uh, hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Patterns of Truth podcast. We invite you to join us for our next episode. And we also encourage you to check out patternsoftruth.org where we post articles every week for the encouragement and growth of Christ followers. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to submit them on our website. I'm Peter. Until next time.